You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens. Energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Here we have it, the first stage of the Tour de France. Today was, a, I think, a little bit the definition of a hectic day. Every team has his uh, victims. Not every job is a is a dream, even when you're living your your dream here, which is uh, the irony of it all. Carrying on a cycling podcast tradition at this year's Tour de France, we have four riders keeping an audio diary for us. They're recording bits and pieces most nights, or mornings indeed, and sending them to us, and we really appreciate their insights into their races and their team's races. We'll hear in this episode from Tim DeClerc of De Quick Quickstep, Connor Swift of Arkea Samsic returning for a second year, Victor Campenarts of Quebec and Nexthash making his Tour de France debut, surprisingly. And we'll hear all about his thoughts ahead of his first ever start at the Tour de France later on. We'll also hear from Ben O'Connor, another debutant, the Australian climber who rides for AG2R Citroën. In this episode, we'll also hear some clips from commentary, adding a bit of atmosphere and flavour to the episode. And we say a big thanks to Eurosport GCN for those. But without further ado, let's cross over to our diarist. Hey everyone, it's Ben O'Connor here, uh, starting my diary entry for the Cycling Podcast for the Tour de France. I guess this is part zero because I'm not actually there yet. Um, I thought maybe I'd just speak about how the weeks going into the Tour de France have been and actually had kind of strangely normal, it feels. I was lucky enough to see my parents uh, through some circumstances they were able to come here to from Australia and actually the last week has been not so stressful more or less <laughs> because of having them around and you're doing your training and then you see them and you show them uh, where I live here in Andorra. So it's been actually a beautiful time to prepare for the, the Tour de France. It's funny, you think it's all quite simple and strict, but you just have to be not under too much stress before you go there, because I think the stress will get you once you're actually at the race. And as I said about things not always going to plan, I actually had a little like, tumble the other day. I was riding with my mate, Tristan, just relaxing, nothing silly, doing about 15Ks an hour around a hairpin, and then must have hit some oil, went down, hit my hand, was worried, got an x-ray and to check it all and, you know, you panic a little bit, but it's all good. Just shows that not everything can go to plan even when you're actually not taking any risks or being, uh, being silly. It's one of those things about bike riding, isn't it? I can't wait to get to Brest tonight and then for tomorrow to have the atmosphere and the feel of being there with Asher Desersi twin and I think... It's going to be exciting with how the first two days are going to be because as viewers, it's going to be amazing to watch. But for for us, it's going to be two very stressful start days, especially for the GC guys. And hopefully for me, I can stay out of trouble and, and do your best and uh, get through as best as you can. Actually, I think we have a really good chance of, you know, trying for the yellow jersey too with uh, Benoit Costafoire for the first two days. He's aimed for that for the whole year. I mean, that would be an absolute dream to piece together, um, I guess, a moment like that, which is really motivating, actually. It makes you want to be part of the race even more when you think you have a guy that could 
actually have a great chance in the first two days. Hello guys, my name is Tim de Klerk. I'm a rider for the Kuna Quickstep. I'll be answering uh, some of your questions and doing a, a diary for the cycling podcast. Uh, one of the questions that, uh, that I saw here was uh, how the team have to adapt that now that uh, Mark Cavendish come to the team as a main sprinter instead of, uh, instead of Sam. I, I think that for us it doesn't change too much. Um, we can be really lucky that in a team like ours we have uh, such a great uh, guy that can uh, uh, fall in for the place of, uh, of Sam with an incredible history and who, who, who again uh, found his greatest form and it would be really a fairy tale if he could win the stage here. So uh, we're going to give it all our best. For me, in particular, it doesn't change too much, but I think for the whole team also not. We we still have the goal to go for the stage wins with Julian and go also for the stage wins in the sprint. But before it was for uh, for Sam, but now, uh, now we go for Calf. Yeah, I think it will be quite a difference also this year. The, how we how we can uh, live the tour like last year was a uh, everything was really really strict and uh, I think now it will still be strict uh, like in the in the team itself nothing uh, nothing has changed uh, we still live in the bubble where nobody is allowed also no girlfriends or family um, it's gonna hurt a little bit to to miss my uh, my wife and daughter for uh, for four weeks but. Once the race uh, gets going, we don't have uh, too much time to to think about that. But it will for sure uh, make a difference. That I think there will be public uh, allowed, and I think uh, it gives a greater depth uh, to the emotions we feel. So I, I look forward to that. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people or just more than last year, but. For sure, on uh, on some riders also, this will uh, will have an impact. Like for example, Julian, uh, all the people cheering for him. I know he he can always give uh, a little bit more than. So uh, yeah, let's see how uh, how things pan out. I'm um, I'm really excited for uh, for the start. Uh, we did the final preparation uh, on the rollers this morning, where I did some uh, some small efforts. Uh, to get the engine going because uh, tomorrow it will be uh, will be important. We are uh, we are on it already from uh, from the first day. Hey, my name is Victor Campenaerts. I'm um, a rider for Quebeca Next Hash. Um, it's my second year I'm riding for the team. Uh, I'm a world tower record holder, and now I try to ride aggressive, a classic rider. And by that comes that I also ride my first Tour de France. A lot of riders are surprised that I do my first Tour de France. Um, and indeed, uh, it's my eighth year as a professional rider. Um, in my first Tour de France, I did five Giros. Um, I did two Vueltas. Uh, and now only my first Tour de France is the result of the fact that in the Giro there were also always more time trials. Of course I'm excited to do now the first Tour de France in my life. It's the biggest uh, cycling event there is, of course, after the Tour of Flanders. 
um, just a joke um, and it's not like I know some guys they don't feel a cyclist if they didn't participate in Tour de France uh, it's not like that for me but of course I'm excited to start and you can feel already the atmosphere how how big the event is and how important it is my knee is not at all a problem anymore we never took any risks at, at no point and this uh, paid off my goals in the Tour de France um, I, we hope to achieve the same atmosphere as we achieved in the Giro. This was great, it was fun to race like this. And this also gave us results. We are here with with riders for successes in, in stages. We don't aim a GC. Uh, this will give less stress and hopefully good results. Cheers. Connor Swift, Arkea Samsic. Morning. Here we have it, the first stage of the Tour de France. Um, yeah, so obviously my team's based in Brittany, the heartland of French cycling, the Yorkshire of France. Obviously being on this team uh, at the first stage of the Tour, where it's um, setting off from here and this is where the team's based, uh, it's absolutely massive. The first four days are going to be huge for the team and obviously they want to put on a show for, for all the fans and obviously for the sponsors too, which are, which are based here. There's a bit of pressure around first day today and just just super excited to uh, to get going and uh, yeah have a super good three weeks with the team starting to get a little bit narrow oh crash behind crash behind Jumbo Visma and I think that has been mass crash leaders down down riders everywhere and this is chaos this is exactly what we didn't want on the opening day of the Tour de France an absolute disaster Ben O'Connor, AG2R Citroen. Hey everyone, as you would have seen, today was madness. Um, two of the big, biggest crashes I've seen in a bike race. And uh, sadly, I actually personally went to a little hospital and had my bones x-rayed and had some stitches put into my arm. Um, it's actually uh, funny, I guess it would be a thing for people to know is uh, there's the Tour de France set up a little x-ray truck and medical center just in case stuff like this happens which I guess is somewhat often <laughs> I actually don't personally feel too disappointed because I finished still okay and nothing's broken so I came to the tour knowing that I could finish with the top guys and I see uh, Jack Haig finish fourth today, and I think always to myself, oh, that that could have been me, or that should have been me. But I guess it's the good thing about a Grand Tour. There's always <laughs> two, three weeks to go. Um, tomorrow we have Murder Breton, so probably be similar today. <laughs> it's a shame, once again, I know maybe I'm banging on about the disappointment, but the... The crowds in the finale were amazing to hear and to feel. And, uh, yeah, I feel like I lost a great opportunity, you know, going up this up this hill on your first Tour de France and finding it out and thinking that you can be up there with the top guys um, with everyone screaming and shouting. I guess it's something that we've missed for a long time. And, uh, and it's great to have spectators on the road. But in the same time, it was such a shame that it was the spectator that actually ruined a lot of people's races. 
Victor Campanarts, Quebec are next hash. Whoa, that was a stressful day. So this is the Tour de France. I tried quite hard uh, with a lot of support of Max to get in the to get in the breakaway. Uh, but um, when I took the first mountain mountain points, only one point was available there, uh, fourth category climb climb. I was quite cooked afterwards. Um, I didn't manage to get in the break and then it was very very stressful. Damn. Um, crashes happen where in other races nothing would happen. Two times I was right in the middle but uh, only in the second time my bike was hurt a little bit but I'm not hurt. The whole team got quite uh, safe through the day. Uh, stressful start. Fantastic hero back and Julien Alaphilippe proving once again that yellow is his favorite color of the rainbow. The world champion wins stage one of the Tour de France. So much Hi Richard. Yeah, it was a, an amazing feeling really to watch uh, Julien win. Tim de Klerk, the current quick step. It was really an, uh, an amazing feeling that uh, that gave me goosebumps. Uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was worth uh, all the work. Uh, it was uh, when I look at my uh, my TSS uh, of today. Uh, was already a, a big classic. Uh, the stage of today. Too bad there are uh, still twenty more to come. Uh, and also too bad. Uh, for the two big crashes. Um, the first one, I had absolutely no idea it had happened. The crowds are so uh, cheering so loud, you don't hear anything. I didn't, my radio didn't work properly. I didn't hear the radio. Uh, it was only when we, when we started, uh, Julian's not here, we looked back and we saw we were only with 40 guys or something. It's it's really difficult on a moment like that to to take decisions. You are in the race. You are in race mode. If he had known that that it was caused by uh, by somebody who uh, on the side of the road, we would for sure have stopped. But it's important to keep in mind that in in the race we have sometimes zero information, and also the car has zero information. Uh, but yeah, I just hope that. Uh, that everybody of uh, of both crashes is uh, is okay. It's always uh, hectic, uh, a block, <laughs> like we say in Belgium, uh, the first the first stage of the tour. But uh, but this time it was uh, really really a mess, and that's why we wanted to be there uh, with the team and the, on the first line. But of course, you you never hope that. Uh, that other guys are gonna crash for sure, not uh, not so badly like uh, like it was now. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. For me, getting involved in sport was something that I'd always done throughout school. I mean, if you told me I couldn't, I would show you, I would say, watch me. Getting to grips with diabetes and getting to grips with how that would impact 
what I did daily. Honestly, diabetes wasn't seen as the challenging factor, you know, because I wanted to win and no matter what, that's what I wanted to do. And I think it's Steve Redgrave has got a really good quote and it's, um, I want diabetes to live with me, not live with it. Growing up through teenage years, you know, I was heavily involved in football. I also was a runner. I always had sport in in my blood you know my parents were cycling my dad was uh, a GB age grouper uh, in triathlon so that's kind of where I got more heavily involved in the endurance side of sport I just had to learn how to make that fit in with me we kind of put in steps in place to allow me to do what I wanted to do those steps as a teenager were the building blocks to allow me to become what I am now and that's me Sam Brand a professional cyclist with Team Nova Nordisk Connor Swift. Two stages of the tour done, and uh, yeah, it's it's gone pretty pretty well so far. I mean, I'm enjoying it compared to last year when you know the spectators were really limited and they wasn't really allowed to be at the side of the road. To uh, to see so many people out at the side of the road this year, it really gives me a sense of um, you know feeling for what a normal Tour de France uh, is like, you know, and how huge it actually is for all these these fans and French fans and people across the world. It's uh, absolutely absolutely massive. I mean, you kind of get carried away going through the race because you like. You look at the the crowds when you go through the villages and stuff, and it's absolutely lined, massive roars, and you kind of kind of forget about it. And then it's not until you're on a bit of a quieter road or like out of a village or a town, and you know there's less fans at the side of the road, and uh, all of a sudden it seems like it's a bit quiet because there's no no one cheering and stuff like that. So it's only in those moments you kind of realise, bloody hell, there was a lot of people back there. Day one, breakaway. You know, uh, that's the way to start a Grand Tour, isn't it? Go, go up the road day one, waste some pennies. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it was, it, it was good. You know, um, the team's objective, we're, we're, we're a Breton team. We, we're starting in Brittany and um, they wanted someone present on the first day in the breakaway and, you know, to try and go for the KOM points. Um, but yeah, absolutely, you know, loved it out front. It was short-lived, you know. Uh, the, the, the breakaway came back pretty soon and... Um, yeah, back in the bunch and then it was uh, pretty nervous. I was quite happy that I was out front for 130k because uh, as soon as I was back in the bunch, bang, crashes left, right and centre. It was uh, a crazy finish to the stage and, uh, you know, everyone was super nervous and, um, yeah, luckily I, I stayed upright. A couple of my teammates uh, came down and Clement Russo in particular, he um, he's fractured one of his ribs so um, he carried on on the stage yesterday and He's all right, and the other guys are okay. So uh, I think we we came out of that pretty pretty lightly compared to a few other few other teams. And then yeah, yesterday it was a you know tough day. Um, finished up up the Mur, and uh, yeah, that's that, that's that's not an easy climb, you know. Quintana gave it a bit of a bash in the in the final, and that's that's super nice to see. I think he's uh, feeling pretty confident, and yeah, I'd, I'd say he's got good legs and. I reckon uh, when we approach the mountain stages, you know, him trying to uh, search for a stage wins uh, definitely possible, and yeah, we'll we'll have to see how how things pan out. Victor Campanarts. Uh, today we had Simon in the break. Um, was a good shot for um, the possibility for the mountain jersey because 
this fight was still uh, still open for today. Unfortunately, uh, Simon crashed out of the breakaway. It was hectic, but luckily a little bit less hectic than yesterday. There were also less crashes. But of course, everybody trained well um, and everybody's in a good shape. The pace is not easy. And what we saw today of Vanderpool is this is what makes cycling exciting. This is what makes Vanderpool exciting. But he also gives um, an unexpected plot to the race, and that's I really like this about him. And uh, the crowds is quite incredible. Um, the crowds are just everywhere, and every hill is full of crowds and yeah, it's it's amazing I, I cannot imagine what a what a tour without covid would be like when you're in a conversation and you pass a village uh, you just have to pause the conversation because you just cannot understand each other anymore of uh, because of the the crowd going crazy ben O'Connor. Stage two of the Tour de France, and not everything can always go to plan. The, the crash had an effect on a lot of guys, and uh, I for sure was one of them struggling a little bit yesterday um, compared to how I hoped I would be. Um, I mean, when I got back into the bus, obviously everyone was checking, and you could see it, people were in pain, so... To help you take clothes off and get you in the shower and then the same thing happens uh yesterday some of the guys felt felt bad like benoit really wasn't having a good day it was a bit down because he'd been aiming for this since the start um of the year or since probably last year so it's now an interesting perspective for how you take on the race do you continue to try and minimize how much you lose every day and then by the second and third week you know do a bit of a resurgence or do you forget completely reduce all risks completely like for example today in the sprint finish um and then you aim solely for breakaways and end stage wins later in the in the weeks our team aim was to win stages, but at the same time, there was obviously hope that we could do, like in Romandie and Dauphiné, uh, a top 10. So it brings up a couple of different options and you have these flat stages, which look simple on paper, but you look at the weather, it will rain. You look at the, the actual the finish and we have a 5k descent before the finish line so it's harder than it looks on paper i guess that's as the tour de france and the grand tour there's all these these as i would say hidden gems Gachar is caught up in this one. Riders down from Quebec and Nextash. Riders all over the place, I'm afraid. And this is an absolute disaster for the umpteenth time in three days. It's Connor Swift, Arkea Samsic. Another crazy stage. Um, yeah, I'd say things kind of kicked off the, the crazy bit of the stage when G hit the deck, you know, with like 144k to go. 
we was riding by the the, the coastline there and um, yeah, just to see him on the the ground, just yeah, middle of the stage, it was just well, he just puts everyone you know back into that nervous bit of racing mode and um, yeah, that wasn't nice to see and obviously I hope he's uh, he's all good there um, and then yeah, going going into the, the the final few k, obviously there was a a massive crash. Um, we was on tight narrow roads and uh, yeah, big 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 old crash there with I don't know ten k to go or so, and then the same thing again with five k to go. Um, yeah, it's it's not great and it's not nice and and then obviously again on the last corner with uh, Ewan and Sagan, it's uh, awful to see. And um, after riding the tour last year, I I, I can't think it was this. Uh, you know this nervous but i think the the weather doesn't help and they're obviously just the amount of pressure that teams have um you know there's a lot of people here that have kind of wrote off the gc plans and i'd say there is a lot of sprinters here and then obviously the gc teams and everyone just wants to be at the front and uh, there's not enough road for that and we're 184 riders it's a it's a big peloton and um yeah you know crashes well they're gonna happen especially on roads like that i mean imagine if the final today was was on wet roads i think it'd been even worse we had bargill crash and also dan mcclay them two have lost a bit of skin and it's the second crash that they've had this tour and it's it's not nice to see and hopefully them two are both okay in the morning uh nairo stayed in that front group uh luckily and then nasa finished the stage in third which um is obviously nice for us and um yeah it's, it's good going ahead into the the future sprint stages that he finished third today and you know where uh, yeah well we, we we're trying to find that uh, stage win ben o'connor ag2r citroen yeah so today was horrible i mean uh i think if we have the context of of what this uh of what this race is on day three for a finish like that and uh, bumpy, I guess, British B roads, French Breton roads with a 5k downhill to the sprint finish before the 3k sign. Yeah, You're just asking for, for for trouble and it's that's what the madness is and that's what creates all this nervousness and that's why everyone's so so put together so early in the race because we all know what's going to happen later in the race. <laughs> you saw Primoz go down and then you saw the big crash on the high-speed corner just before the 3K point. But it's just, it's really dangerous for, for us. And it's not fun for spectators and it's not fun, not fun for us either. So, yeah, it leaves a bit of a sour taste because I didn't enjoy today, sadly. Um, but I guess it's the Tour de France sometimes and you... You can't enjoy everything. <laughs> Not every job is a <clears throat> is a dream, even when you're living your your dream here, which is uh, the irony of it all. I just think there could be a better a, a better method for for how days like this in its context are designed, because this was always going to happen, and uh, yeah, some people are going to feel the consequences of it. I have no experience in the Tour de France, so it's hard for me to say. But it's just, <laughs> it's not often do you see stuff like this so often uh, in such a big way, hey? 
Tim de Klerk, the current quick step. Yeah, today was uh, I think a little bit the definition of a of a hectic day. I didn't really have to pull today. Uh, we were going uh, for a sprint with Mark, but uh, yeah. To be honest, I, I felt also a little bit tired of, of the previous days. So I was happy I could stay a little bit in the wheels. Uh, then when the stress came, we, we had to hold position and um, try to do both things at once. So to keep Mark in a good position and to also to keep Julian. And then for that, you need to be there uh, as a team because nowadays, uh, because there's so much stress, the, the road is always blocked and you need to be there uh, as a team, just to ride on the front line, and probably it looks silly on TV, but you're like pushing 400 watts the whole time just to to keep the <clears throat> the team in a in a good position. We knew from before that it it was gonna be a crazy final with all those narrow roads and everything. To be honest, I personally think it would be much less stress if they would have taken the time at 10k to go or something, because then. Uh, Everybody, every GC team and everybody was now scared for, for that descent with the narrow roads and that there were going to go gaps or or that there were going to be crashes. And but and for that, it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because there's so much stress Then, of course, there are crashes. But there is really no solution for the riders for me because, of course, we, we take the risk. But if you don't take the risk, you are like in 150th position. So then you cannot contest the race. Sadly, uh, when my job was done with 13 to go, I saw that uh, Mark was involved with uh, with a crash. Uh, luckily, he, he could stay upright, but I think his derailleur was broken. So we immediately know it was going to be impossible uh, to come back. A great finishing off by uh, by Alpecin. Uh, yeah, nice, nice victory for, uh, for Tim Melier. I know him a little bit. I don't. I don't know him too well, but uh, yeah, he's really uh, he's a really nice guy and uh, and quiet. And I think he's for sure one of uh, of the fastest in the world. They come around the corner. They can't see the finish line. Crash behind. Crash behind. Yet another one. Sagan down. You and down. It's Medlir. It's Medlir. It's another win for Alpecine Phoenix on one of the most chaotic. Days. Victor Campanarts, Quebecer. Next hash. You. Um, today we had a clear plan to uh, to stay around Max and uh, help him as good as possible to get a good sprint result. It was hectic. The final was riders everywhere on the road, crashes all over the place. But we were well positioned in front and uh, we could avoid most of the crashes. But we still have three riders that went down. Sean, Nicholas, and Simon. Uh, Simon uh, went down the hardest. Uh, it's not nice. Um, every team has his uh, victims. Yeah. So, so my job job was today to try to be in front and and help out Max as good as possible, and try to create space to to stay as safe as possible. Um, we were happy Max was, was in the first group. Uh, Carlos and me got caught a little bit behind because of a crash. Uh, so we, we couldn't do our final job. And then Max 
uh, the guy in front of Max lost the wheel with 1k to go and then yeah, he had to do his sprint to make it back to the group and he had a he had a top 10 place and in top 10 place in the tour is is I'm proud of that. Uh, Max Max expected more. Uh, but we can build on this and uh, we look forward for tomorrow to to try and do the same thing and and try to get a, a an even better result in the Alpacin yeah that was was impressive uh, one two what can I say I, I know Tim and I know Jasper but not that well uh, I never raced one of them in when I was a under 23 rider um Tim was more a cyclocross rider at that time. Tim is like uh, the last year, he, he or the last two years, he stepped up as one of the, of the best sprinters of the world. I have to say, I didn't see the resume, I didn't see the final of the race back, but uh, that's impressive. Those guys uh, are having a nice tour already with uh, yesterday Mathieu yellow jersey and now uh, winning winning another stage. Chapeau. Tomorrow, let's let's try and 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 uh, protect Max as good as possible and and get him uh, as best as possible to the line. We want to smash it tomorrow uh, and be uh, presented as a team in front. You've been listening to an episode of Kilometer Zero, supported by Super Sapiens. Big thanks to them for supporting the cycling podcast. Thanks also to our audio diarists, Victor Campenarts, Tim DeClerc, Connor Swift and Ben O'Connor. Thanks again too to Eurosport GCN for the commentary clips that you heard in this episode. And finally, a big thanks to Hugh Owen who produced this episode. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.